Uh, welcome to the Love Sport Podcast. This is our end of season, end of year Christmas special. We'll be looking back at the year that was 2021. Not so much COVID, but sport. This is Paul. This is the Love Sport Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone say hello to Hannah. Hello. Hey, Hannah. Hey, Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, she gone. What, what? Oh, she's gone. Okay, well, there you go. That's the start of our podcast. It's been an awesome one so far. Um, is, is her name a palindrome? Yes, it is, because it starts with H and ends with H. Yeah, you know, some Hannahs have got the uh, European without the H on there. So, hey, guys, welcome to the We've got full biblical, podcast. mate. Just full biblical, just like in the, uh, at the very beginnings of the Old Testament, mate. That's us. Might as well. Uh, I'm not eating the apple. Yeah, apples have not been good this year. Go and put your spock back on, Hannah. Your little house on the prairie outfits, okay? Yeah. I'm just joking. We're, I'm pretending we're an Amish family, but we're not. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the technology, obviously, in our area is doing that. Uh, guys, this is our Christmas special. We're going to have a little bit of a look back on the year. Um, we're going to look at winners and losers. We, we've got no format to this, so it should be nice and fun. So I might start out with a winner myself, guys, and it's a combined one, and it's the Olympics. The Tokyo Olympics, which we weren't sure was going to happen, and then uh, Emma... I'm going to say her name wrong, Emma McKeon, McEwen, McKeon, um, four golds, and the Paralympics afterwards were just outstanding. I couldn't stop watching the Olympics, and I wasn't that keen to start with. Uh, so that's my first winner of the year. That's a great winner to be able to kick things off because, as you mentioned there, you know, it, no one really knew whether or not these Olympics were going to go ahead, what the protocols were going to be, how things were actually going to flow, what relationship the, the athletes were going to have because – Generically, this is a, uh, for lack of a better term, networking opportunity for so many athletes around the world. Um, so it was cardboard really beds, inter- mate, cardboard beds, cardboard beds, exactly. So it's a really interesting uh, way that you know we had the interactions that we had this event actually take place. So yeah, that that is a huge, huge win to be able to kick things off. I'll leave it to you I guys. love the Olympics too. I love the Olympics, but um, and Emma McEwen was a very humble champion. She was just hundred percent one and one and one. It wasn't the first. She came no. a massive amount of gold medals. But my, you know, the, my there's so many awesome memories of the Olympics. So I'm just going to start there, and I'm sure Pete might find one too. But I got to say, I'm I'm a guy, and I'm still not. But I fell in love with Paddy Mills and. And his and his expression of what it's like to be a proud Australian, especially a proud Indigenous yep. Australian, and a worldwide yep. sportsman with with real grace and real class and genuine ability. He's not just up there talking it up because he can't. He's brilliant, and I'm Olympics for him and that achievement that they had. Well, I'll go a bit sideways with him as well because you know you guys know and listeners to the podcast know I am a massive basketball fan, um, but he's already won NBA titles, right? And he's been underrated his whole career. He's now moved to Brooklyn. He's having career-high statistics in a team that could win the NBA championships. And he's getting love from everyone. in the Because he is just he's taken a back step for so long. And he's a shooting guard. And this year, he's, he's in the twilight of his career and having one of those golden years. So, yeah, Paddy Mills, that's a fantastic call. Okay, well, I'll, I'll leapfrog off that one and <laughs> uh, combine the Paralympic Games as well as yep. a tennis achievement. 
And this obviously yep. has to go to Dylan Alcott, who uh, obviously won a Golden Slam this year, uh, became the first man in ten- tennis history to, to claim the Golden Slam. Um, it was his second consecutive gold at Paralympic Games. Um, obviously, he won just every single thing that he, he, he competed in. It, what an absolute legend of the game. And the fact that he rounded it off the year by basically just saying, oh, you know what, I might pack it in, I might keep going, oh, I'll see how I feel at the start of next year, and just keeps us all on, you know, a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, sensational sports person. I had him down in my winners list as well, so well, well done. They're all losers. But I'm going to just put it in a losers kind of category, okay? So we've got a few here for you. But um, I wanted to start off with, if you sue me, that's fine, because you're going to sue me for what many people would find would be true. But guys like Cameron Munster and those guys caught on video, allegedly with certain substances and so forth, they're just absolute morons. Like, Fair enough, people can say players used to do the same stuff years ago, but the players didn't have um, social media and mobile phones recording their every movement. I'm a Melbourne Storm fan. I couldn't give a shit about what he does for the rest of his career. I can't stand those blokes. And we've got silence there. Are we still there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it, man. Just absolutely agree. Um, I don't know. I feel like... In, in a way, one of the biggest losers uh, for me this year was, oh, as brutal as it sounds, just the NRL almost in an, as a whole because I just did not have a good vibe about this season. I don't think there were too many good news stories that actually came out of this year. It, it just didn't feel awesome by any means. Like, I don't know. I just didn't have that same engagement that I've had previously. And obviously I had a number of friends who were celebrating the grand final wins mm, and, mm. Uh, and whatnot, but I don't know. This, this season, it felt like there were too many uh, bad news stories and, and not enough to really celebrate about. Well, people who listen to the podcast might think we're NRL bashers. I'm actually wearing a uh, Melbourne Storm, um, polo right now. So I go to a ton of games. I love the local game, but right now on the national level, I think you've summed it up. I'm just last year really shat me. I, I just couldn't stand the arrogance of the players to, to do stupid things like that with all being dumb, but you're being filmed. Like, oh, this, this is hard. never ends. It's hard. I think one of the things about the NRL is I, I was talking to Louise about this the other day is I just don't feel they get the same number of free passes as, say, the AFL does. Mm. Um, and, and the media likes to go super hard on the NRL. I don't, I don't think – now, I could be wrong, but in the northern states, all the emphasis is on the NRL and sometimes the AFL guys seem to – and same as some idiot A-leaguers and rugby players, but the NRL does seem to be able to produce an amount of clownery that is hard to top. And when they get on a roll – they seem to be able to really just all pile into the same bucket. So I'm with you. I think I, – I actually think that the NRL's given harder sanctions to players for behaving poorly than a lot of other sports do around clubs. Mm. But the problem is you've got to keep going with it. The problem is um, – and I know what you're saying about the media, but um, it, the media can't do anything if you're not behaving that way. And it just seems to be so many instances of it 
And I'm sorry, mate, the microscope on AFL players in southern states is unbelievable. No, I, I know, but that's I'm I'm talking about the actual up from where we live up here. Yep. It's different. Because we still know because we're not there. Now we you know as well as I do that as soon as we go to Melbourne or Victoria, yep. then you're immersed and and that's it, right? Even though we know that's happening, it still doesn't cut the same up here with us where we live. Yeah, oh, no doubt in the world, no doubt in the world. But I think the point I'm making, and I think we all would agree on this, the media can't do anything if you don't put yourself in a position for the media to cover it. I'm with you, and I'm certainly not for protecting morons. And I say, um, you know, give them, a, give them some tough, tough, tough love and some real punishments and say, what? how did the Melbourne storm unravel so completely in the last couple of weeks with, you know, the, the interviews that were done on podcasts and, the terrible mm. things that are being said about the club. And you sort of look, you go, that's a real tight ship down there. Uh, obviously, it hasn't stayed that way. Well, for so me, I've noticed too, can I oh, just sorry. make one last comment to both of you? Of Have you noticed just this year, there seems to be this tacit, <laughs> everyone starts laughing when people are doing interviews post-game, pre-game, and in press conferences where suddenly dudes are starting to swear a lot. Yeah, I have. I have noticed yep. that. It, it's crept into a lot of sports, though. It's not just the NRL. I've, I've, I've heard it in the, the AFL. A-League has certainly had occasions recently. And it might be – I think you're kind of right. It's it's like the commentators are going to say, oh, ho, ho, that was a slip of the tongue. It's just unprofessional. These guys. If you're, on, if, you're, if you're in front of the TV camera, you can't be effing seeing and, 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 and we're pissed and all this. So just get rid of it. I I think that there's better people involved in the NRL who would probably be happy to stand up and say, I don't want to be represented looking like a complete muglet, uneducated morons. Is that part of the, please, you can pay me out on this, John, living in Queensland a lot longer than I have and, and you, Pete, in New South Wales. Is it part of the attraction to the game that it is that kind of moronic? Do you get what, I'm, I'm probably not wording it well, but it, it seems to almost be something that people are attracted to about the game. Uh, stick it up here, mate. We'll do what we want. Not the players, but the whole thing. Oh, mate, there's some pretty feral fan bases in Victoria. I'm not saying there's not, but it just seems to be that I couldn't imagine the president of Richmond um, not coming out and saying something about his players swearing and stuff on Saber. I couldn't imagine that not happening. Well, I just don't I was, see that happen here. I was listening to Peter Tunks and Graham Hughes the other day, and I've listened to them for a long time. I don't listen to them that much, but they're both good guys and they're very intelligent. And they were talking about it a little bit, and they're quite angry that nothing's being done. Good. And and Good. you know, it's it takes some guys like that with some real skin in the game, and obviously smart and intel and 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 eloquent people to come in and say, yeah, "We stop putting that image for." But I wasn't just talking about the NRL there. I'm, I'm no. picking it up all over the place at the moment. Oh, it and is. Yeah. I don't like it because I wouldn't let my kids in school talk like that. I wouldn't let my kids at home talk like that. And uh, they pick up on me if I have a swear word in a song mm. in the car. You know the songs that sneak through that don't have the explicit lyrics, but they are? Um, my kids pick up on yeah. that straight away. And Especially I if they that. put on they a hardcore that. rap song. <laughs> I don't play any of that now. That's <laughs> off my list, uh, except if I'm mowing the lawns. Guys, I'm going to give another lot of winners, but they're both called the Bucks. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, you know, not a glamour team, not a glamour place to play basketball. They've got a Greek, uh, well, they call him the Greek legend, obviously. I'm not going to say his surname because I can't. I'm seeing Bucks shirts everywhere in Queensland right now, right? Milwaukee Bucks. 
and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, you know, the Bucks in both those, you know, held firm with the players that they went for and everything, and and uh, both champions of their sports. So the Bucks in, in the NBA and the Bucks in the NFL. So I'm going to give those two winners obvious winners, but yeah, not glamour teams by any stretch. Nice. Okay, good shout. So I'll, I'll jump in with another winner here, which super controversial whether or not uh, we're going to uh, agree if they're a winner or not. But yeah. it's actually going to be Formula One's Max Verstappen. Oh, I've got him on my list. So, yes. Oh, mate, there we go. Okay, so we're crossing on the same list here because this is a guy who, as people may be aware, final day of the, the race. This is Abu Dhabi. Final race, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, equal points. We're on the final lap of the race, and this is where Verstappen overtakes and manages to sneak the win and win his first uh, world title um, for Formula One. Absolutely amazing scenes, but controversial because I don't think everyone's going to really agree whether or not he's kind of like the hero of the story. He's currently he's he's always seen as currently the uh, the anti-hero, the guy who, you know, doesn't look like he should be a winner, but he sneaks it somehow. Hmm. It's a great call, and it was great to actually see someone different win that title. Was it also Absolutely. great to have? Was it also great to have people talking about Formula One again? Because for a long time, let's we've we've said our part on this podcast for last year and a bit. It's become so boring that we needed something. The sport needed something like this. It really did. When you heard the director of the Mercedes team flapping around about, you know, the Australian, the Australian race director and all that, and, and you know, making up basically pretty some pretty insulting slurs about him, you think, you know what? Sometimes people don't get challenged for a long, long time, and when they do, they carry on like two-year-olds. So I was pleased well, they got beat. The, the, the other thing I wanted to say about Verstappen is that he's going to win more world titles. There's no doubt about that. And it's it's just good to see someone quite young coming through. Um, and look, we could have a champion in the next few years. We know it's a very political thing, but congratulations to our Formula 2 world champion as well. So um, he may stay. Story. In- that, that's exactly yes. what I was going to mention next because this is oh. a guy who... 2019 won the Formula Renault Euro Cup. 2020 won the Formula 3. 2021, he wins the Formula 2. And the talk is that come 2023, he'll have an F1 job. Yeah, I really love the fact that he's um, going to honour his contract in Formula 2 and that he's going to wait for the right um, car because we've seen so many talented Australian drivers take the wrong drive. And once you do that in Formula 1, um, doesn't always bode well for your career. Okay, yeah. well, I've got to have one. I'm sorry, I have to do a loser. Go, please. Now, my loser is um, the classic big mouth who thinks that they're more important than the team. Sorry, um, mate, I apologise. Did you hear that? Oh, 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 yeah, very good. I like it. <laughs> that was almost as good as your accent last week. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> Somebody thinks that they're more important than the team. Uh, the team can't survive without them. Um, have been lifted up by many people over a long period of time to get to, um, you know, opportunities. And there's no one in Australian sport who gets the highest level who hasn't got 
a heap of coaches, parents, supporters, grandparents, friends, cousins, all that around them that haven't, haven't helped them, schoolmates, teachers even, blah, blah, blah. And I reckon one of the biggest losers of this year was at the Olympics was Liz Cambage stepping away from the Australian women's team, giving everyone the big bird, and you know what? Everyone's moved on and everyone said goodbye. And it's come up again this week. And, you know, I part of me feels sorry for me. The other part is it's a great lesson to lots of kids to, to never think you're above the team environment, especially when you're playing for your country. Great call. And, and you've brought uh, her into the podcast a few times and you've held back because I know what your feelings are. But um, I, I, I couldn't agree any more about the being bigger than the team. So, yeah, it's a good call. Got got a one for you in general, guys, as a losers, and it's the woke as inability to actually say what you think anymore in sport. Oh, because yes. it's just it's none of us deliberately try and hurt. I don't think I know you guys. None of us try and hurt people. We don't try to. Okay, um, I think we we got pretty good values, but when when you're trying to give out sporting opinions, not just us, but anyone. Real valid sporting opinions, and you're shot down without any context. It's the same as doing stand-up comedy at the moment. You can take one line out of any comedian's life and destroy them, right? But it's contextual. So I'm just sick of... I don't even know if woke as is the right term, but I'm sick of everything being looked to be picked upon. So did they win or lose in your mind, Paul? Who? The, whoever the people are that you're talking about. They're losers, man, because you, you, you can't, on the one hand, police every single comment. And let's get it go in a sporting context. You can't police everyone. And we spoke before about swearing. That's a little bit different, swearing on live TV when you know, to offering an honest opinion about something, right? And mm. if you want people to give a better interview than, yeah, we're taking it one game at a time. Uh, yeah, the boys played well. Yeah, the girls really came together and were listening to the coaches. If you want better interviews than that, then shut up and let people speak and let them have an opinion. Because it's not all about, oh, man, anyway, if everything was about equality, we'd all get paid the same, live in the same houses, have the same cars and opportunities. Simple as that. <laughs> Pete, you want anything? Because I've got something to say here. I'm happy to hear you. Uh, yeah, look, I absolutely agree with the fact that we have to embrace diverse opinions and actually understand that it's okay to not actually agree with someone. It, it makes total sense. And between the three of us, we've all got our own opinions about different things. We don't always agree with what the heck we're saying, but we respect what's being said. And unfortunately... Yep. People just jump on any little thing humanly possible. I'll put into perspective, um, earlier on this year, I helped two footballers put together some highlights packages to be able to send off to different coaches uh, as they were hopeful of getting themselves trials with A-League, W-League sides. Um, And so both of those players ended up getting themselves trials, one of those players getting signed. When I put up a nice little post to say, hey, I'm just super proud of this player. We helped uh, put together a highlights package. Super glad of that. People jumped on it pretty quickly and just went, oh, I wish that they would look at something a bit more than just a highlights package and a three-minute uh, discotheque video. I'm like, wow. no, <laughs> oh, no. Like, w- w- there's depth here. Like, I'm talking to a coach just as much as someone else is talking to a coach. Like, 
yeah, the and highlights package is there, but it's just one of the loopholes that you jump through. And you guys have gone out and actually done something and you still get slammed. Like, yeah. oh my God. I think oh, one of the real shames that. about social media is that everyone's has an opinion, but unfortunately I think sometimes it doesn't really need to be heard. And now everything's heard all the time. And if you don't, I mean, that's a classic example, Pete, there where you've gone out to, to work with and help somebody to achieve something fantastic. And most likely the people who are doing the complaining have actually never done anything. Absolutely. So, you know, they're just one of the greatest sins that was ever visited upon the Australian people was something I was reflecting on the other day. When I was at school, I wanted to be a journalist. And I did an internship there when it was still all the old grizzled dudes, you know, working and chasing stories and all that. And, yep. you know, two years later, that was in grade 10. I should have left because I would have got given an intern. I thought I'd go finish grade 10. Well, two years later, lo and behold, you're not allowed to join the newspaper. So this was the Courier Mail, not allowed to join um, because you have to go. Now they changed it. And so everybody <laughs> is a cardboard cut out of the same person doing the same things. And, and in sports journalism, I think it's rife. People don't build relationships the way the old journalists did. So why on earth would anyone confide in them and talk to them? I wouldn't. And that well, gives us funny- a platform now like, because I think people, don't, people want to hear authentic opinions, not, not, not the kooky-cutter ones that you get, especially in mainstream sport media. Which is part of the reason why what we mentioned before with the NRL, with the players just kind of swearing and being, you know, raw, that's part of the reason why, unfortunately, at the split second that a halftime whistle is blown, you've got a reporter running over to someone to stick a microphone in their face. They've literally just walked off after playing 40 or 45 minutes of footy of football, of whatever sport that they're playing, they're exhausted mentally, they're fatigued, and then they're getting a microphone shoved in their face and getting told, oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you yeah. think of this? No. Especially if, especially if things haven't gone their way. Exactly. Give them time to process. We don't, like, as fans, I know that me personally, I don't really care about time. I, I want I players to be able to have time to just process things. I want you to think about what's just occurred rather than being – shouted out, oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Oh, how good is this? No, who cares? Just give me a chance to go get my water bottle and actually have a sit down for a sec. Oh, I think God's uh, angry at me, guys. Uh, got a bit of storm activity here, so... <laughs> Maybe Just, he agrees. Maybe he can, agrees with what we're going on. If you can hear of any of the thunder, but um, look, I am a trained journalist, believe it or not, and I do have my uh, degree in communications and journalism, and it's not worth uh, the degree it's printed on anymore. So there we go. I, I had a bit of a cackle when you said that, John. Well, we're not that different in vintage, Paul, and, you know, it is one of those things, communications, that I looked at doing at QUT when it first yeah. started, and everyone I know who went through there, um, none of them are working in that field at all, but the younger ones are. Yeah. And they're pretty dull. I know a few journalists and none of whom I'd much rather come and hear what you and Peter got to say. Well, I won't say too much more other than I still work in comms, but in a different way. Um, guys, uh, another winner for you. Um, the Melbourne Demons breaking another AFL team to break a long-term hoodoo. So we've had Sydney Swans break their hoodoo. Then we've had the Western Bulldogs break their hoodoo. Richmond break their hoodoo. Uh, Melbourne Demons, and uh, I, 
hope they never win a grand final again. But I love the fact they did. Um, we always talk about sporting fans and oh, this club's got more and that club's got more and this club's more passionate. And I'm probably boring the hell out of you guys when I say this. Every club has passionate supporters as much as any... Like, what I mean is that their level of passion is as much as anyone else, right? It's just the amount of people who have that passion. So, for Melbourne, what a season. Um, just played devastating football. They did not give anyone a chance this year. I mean, the Dogs led them in that grand final comfortably. Um, and, and still... Uh, the D's came over the top with an absolutely devastating last uh, quarter and a bit. So just wanted to say congratulations and, and well done on breaking the hoodoo. It's a good winner. It's a good winner there. Um, I will jump in with a loser to balance this out then. Like it, like the, it. Loser, the loser here is the stadium that is set to replace the San Siro, home of AC Milan and Internazionale, which is set to be changed from the San Siro, a absolute magical home where the new name is set to become the Cathedral. No. Yeah. Well, I knew the San Siro was falling apart, but that's, that's no good. The Why don't they just rebuild the thing? That's what they're doing. That's, that is what they're going to do is rebuild it into a giant rectangular stadium which looks like at the moment it's got about 4,000 coat hangers hanging out the side of it. I will share a photo in our pod group. Uh, So quick little reminder there, if you haven't already uh, jumped on to Love Sport Podcast uh, Facebook group, uh, definitely jump on that because I'll post a photo of uh, the cathedral for us all to uh, feast our eyes upon it. Oh, my goodness. Um, hmm. You know, at at least at some point, though, I thought you were going to say it was like the – Bet three six five, you know, um, sound <laughs> lounge or direct, something. Sports direct. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Look, even he could ruin that place. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's terrible. Look, I've got a quick quiz for you guys to see if you know who I'm talking about. Is it winning? Oh god. Year? Okay, a member of the Cronulla Sharks development squad who was coached by Ricky Stewart as a teenager. Hmm. Okay. He played rugby league for the Guy Mia Gorillas. His that, sounds like a, that sounds like a uh, sexual disease. His paternal, well, I know that team. His paternal grandparents moved from Sparta to Sydney um, when they were Ooh. obviously young then. Any takers? No. So no, he's a Spartan. Mm. Okay. And he's a definite winner this year because he is the undisputed boxing champion oh. of the world. And of Greek descent, he's got the he's got the Spartan war cry, never retreat and never surrender, tattooed across his body, in homage to his Spartan heritage, and he fights like him. And I got George Kambosos as a winner from this year. That is a for all kinds call. of reasons. Great call, mate. Mm. And and the thing is though, um, that I don't want to say it because I mean, it is twenty twenty one. But like, how does a historian does he uh, does he die fighting on a hill or um, in the <laughs> canyon? Well, let's. Ha- well, no, I would say that he's probably going to bring a fight back to where Pete lives down there, somewhere out in maybe the Rudy Hill RSL, Pete, and we could all fly down and meet for that. One of the, my great memories of following sports was flying down to Sydney to watch um, Danny Green against um, Anthony Mundine at the SCG, and uh, that was awesome. And I'd love to do it again. Boxing can move people, 
I think George yeah. Kambosis has, has a really great, obviously a, a genuine um, all-belt-holding champion will move the Australian public, and I think he'll fill the joint. I think that we get it on. Let's let's get something on down to Sydney in next year. Well, that, that would be brilliant. And um, I tell you what, I, I also like the way he goes about things when he's um, – when he's confronted by his opposition, just lets his lets his boxing do the talking, and and that's a rare thing in that game. Yeah, seems like a pretty decent guy, and you know you you want to hope, and you kind of you get down your knees and pray and saying, oh, it's great that he's like seems like a really do committed family man and doing all this that and the other, but oh, you know what? I need that sometimes in sport, and I'm hoping it yep. stays that way. Yep, same here. So another, win, another winner to uh, chuck into the mix here. I Ooh, will I like happily nominate San Diego Wave FC, a new franchise football team who are coming into the American NWSL competition. Not only do they have uh, their first signing being Alex Morgan, so uh, a marketing yeah. signing of one of the best women's uh, national team players, but the club themselves, have arguably the best football logo in America. Like oh, the, the, the fluorescent pinks, the sunrise, the, the perfect ocean waves. It, it, this is an absolute stunner. Now, I'm going like to send it. this to you guys here in the group. So that way you can check out the, uh, the logo for yourselves as well. And... Uh, I don't know, see some initial reactions pretty quickly. It's nice, and it's nice to see the pink with women's sport. I've got no problem with that. I know that when we made all of our school rugby gear, we went hard with the pink, and the girls loved it. And, you know, if it's going to be a women's football team, then um, I like it. That's really cool. Yeah, I really like it. It's a bit like the old Cosmos sort of thing, isn't it? It it does remind me of the Cosmos a bit, but it also really suits the area where they're playing. Which is very much a very much a surf town, um, and so I I just think it's sensational. Good good call there, Pete. Um, and, and famously missing their NFL team. Yeah, well, I liked them when they were there. I really did like them there. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I was saying it's a shame that they're not there anymore. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Guys, I don't know if this is a winner or loser. It's a polarizing one, um, but I am going to put it out there and let you decide. The English football team. Now, not particularly the team, but the let's say the expectations of the English football team in major tournaments. I don't know where you think that sits as a winner or a loser, especially after the Euros this year. Well, so the England, yeah. yeah, the, the England be. team as a whole. Okay, um, this is quintessential. All the all the weight of the world on your shoulders, kind of style, um, and this is a team who are constantly trying to reinvent themselves and are constantly trying to ensure that they're staying as innovative as possible. They might not be as successful as they probably should be, but uh, yeah, I, I agree that the, this is a team who should be on the list because they're they're nowhere near as consistent as where they should be. Okay. Well, for me as an actual England fan, I so like a lot of expats and people, I, I, I socceroos and England. I'm not afraid to say that. You've known me a long time, Paul. I've never yep. changed. True? Right? True. So I go for England, lots of sports, and I love to see them doing well. And 
we've been a convenient punching bag across most sports, especially in Australia. It's part of the fun, part of the deal. Last six years, well, I'm going to go back to when Gareth Southgate took over. For me, the England um, national team's given me way more joy in the last few years than anything I've had in football, full stop, for a long time. Yep. And and I'm going to start and finish there. Oh, 100%. Okay. Like, you know, uh, yep. we're, you know, we're going better. Italy sprung up and, and everyone knew they were coming, but they won that, that, that European championship and fair dues to them. Italy know how to close out tournaments. England getting closer and closer. You saw at the World Cup, um, the game against Croatia, I thought they'd t- – that, that's the one time where I felt they really threw things away was yep. the semi-final against Croatia at the World Cup. But the the, 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 the European the Cup final was um, – I mean, they could have won that and they didn't. Uh, they're playing good. I, I'm i quite happy because, you know what, my other litmus test is Newcastle United and they are rubbish. And we've been having this joke amongst us about the fan experience. Well, mine's been garbage for about 50 years. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way I'm going to go. And, and I, got, I draw great joy when the Socceroos do well. I have a nightmare scenario which says I'm going to see a quarterfinal one day with the two teams in it, and I'm just not going to be able to watch it. Uh, but in, until that time comes, I'll quite happily go for both. And I'm pretty – I've won a lot more watching the team undergo Southgate than I felt for many, many years as England fan. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. I like it. Um, Going to go another winner, guys. Hideki Mutsuyama. Because breaking through in a major and, and, and winning the one that most people want to win, the Masters, um, it looks like he could go on and win a few more majors. And it's just, he is really humble. He's a great golfer to watch. He's very attacking. Um, I just wanted to say he's another winner this year. To break through and get that major is one of the hardest things you can possibly do. So Hideki Matsuyama makes my list. Good name to add to that list. Definitely good name to add to that list. Um, I will throw another loser out here. And it is football related. And to be blunt, I'm just going to say it's Barcelona. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely (laughs) woeful in absolutely all sense of the word because this is a club who have lost their club identity, had sold their best or lost their best player, had kind of put their blinders on for far too long. And and unfortunately, when, when you're at the top of the table, uh, like when you're at the top of a mountain, let's say this, like you don't have much oxygen up there. You're not meant to stay at the top of the table for long. But the, the groups who are able to survive up there and keep, you know, giving themselves oxygen, keep being able to reinvent themselves, keep being able to push themselves to stay up there, they're the super successful ones. But unfortunately, yep. Barcelona got to a point where they spent above their means for far too long that they just didn't really invest well enough, that they didn't put enough effort into their uh, footballing school, La Masia. Like, there just wasn't enough there. And Although there's been that bit of a resurgence with Xavi as the new head coach, it's it's kind of um, too far gone. And it's really unfortunate that, you know, this great legendary club are in such an awful position. I, I can't – I agree with you on them being awful at the moment. I can't agree on you uh, – sorry, I can't agree with you on it being a shame. 
um, because it's <laughs> the, the reason I say that, and I'm not a Barcelona hater, is that it's just Spain, like so many of those comps, just became boring. It'd be like if PSG suddenly fell over, right? People would get such shame. They've built this up over the past decade. No, that wouldn't be the same. No, it's not. It's not. That's not the same. For, That's for really example. not the same. No, it's but not. I know what you're saying. I respect what you're saying, but that's not the same. No, it's not. But what It's only the same as say, if Manchester United went, you know, I can't swear after what I said earlier on, belly up. <laughs> you know, not it, that's the same. Of, forget the comparisons of the clubs. I'm talking about the comparisons of the domination of leagues, not, not the history. We know Barcelona's history and... PSG's history are vastly different. Um, These are all one. world teams, Paul. This is an all world team. Yep. Yep. I mean, in the history of what we're watching, and Pete's point is well taken by me, is that in the history of what we're watching, this is a mega collapse of an all world yep. club. And yep. you would have thought it wouldn't happen. Now, if, if I'm um, a member of the Saudi royal family, the PIF, I'm probably thinking, geez, if I had sat back for a couple of months, we could have bought this lot out. Uh, yep. Who know? Who knows? In worse condition, Newcastle or Barcelona take our chances. Well, I might um, I might just quickly come over with another loser here, guys, and it's floating fixtures in in um sport, especially for those of us who like travelling. I can't stand the floating fixtures rubbish because I want to go down to see my team play. Um, I I want to be able to plan my weekend. You know what I mean? And right now, you can't do that anymore. With, uh, with with the AFL having floating fixtures. Just my opinion once again. Um, probably doesn't mean so that's, that's a loser? Absolute I've, loser. I've got a loser like that. It's the match day half and half scarf wearers. <laughs> oh, no. That, 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 <laughs> make, that makes me so angry. I hate them. <laughs> we went to the State of Origin this year oh, no. and we were lucky Tell enough to be close happen. to the private boxes and they were giving them all a New South Wales and Queensland scarf. And I was there with uh, you know, a couple of people. I said, that looks like that rubbish they do in England. So I do not want any part of my Queensland stuff tinged with the blue stuff. Uh, that's rid- what, Sorry, mate. What that's, rid- that? that's ridiculous. No, those half and half people, unless it's like a friendly, it means nothing. And even then, I've never bought one. Have you bought one, Pete? Pete's going to say yes, and, we, and we're going to hate on him. Yeah, of course you are, because the thing is, I, I do actually have one, and it is a Sydney FC or a Red Diamonds Asian Champions League scarf from, I'm going to take a random guess, uh, mm-hmm. would be early, oh, when would that have been? Sydney FC or a Red Diamonds. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess and say this was probably 2015. Maybe 2016, and the reason why I got one was pretty much because a mate of mine was the guy selling them out the front of the stadium. <laughs> and <laughs> so I was just like, "Hey, I'm chatting to you for a bit." It was just like, "Oh my god, my boss is coming past." Like, oh, like, "All right, here you go. Have 20 bucks. Here you go. Give me." So Sammy wasn't. Sammy wasn't making dumplings instead. Oh I, mate, oh I love those guys. <laughs> so I've actually got a scarf of one of the. I've got a bit of a scarf collection too. So I've got a scarf of one of those two teams. Which one do you think it is? Euro. Yeah, I've got the full scarf because my um my brother James got it uh, when he was working over there. So I've got that. Uh, I don't have a Sydney FC one. 
<laughs> oh my god! If I ever got a Sydney FC anything, and Pete, do not send me anything Sydney FC because <laughs> a a the Smurfs were an overrated cartoon. Yes, I've had Smurfs. I've collected them, um, but uh, that light coloured blue, mate. I'm sorry, just it it makes me see red. I know that. I got a selfie with Phil at Basky. That was is that count? No, I think that does not count. I think that's good. I mean, if you're saying that counts as a negative, no. No, no, I like that picture. It's good. Yeah, it's a good one. No, no issues there. Guys, um, Cleveland Browns um, going to NFL. Um, Cleveland Browns, a lot of us tipped them to do really well this year, and they've just gone back to the norm. They're just absolutely inept, and uh, he has to go. Baker has Had to a go. Great quote, a great quote uh, last night on the man in the arena, the Tom Brady specials that have been going. Now, oh, I've yeah. only seen a couple of minutes of it, and I saw it last night. But Tom Brady was talking about getting and to and winning Super Bowls, and he said, no one carries your stuff to the top of the mountain and leaves nope. it there for you to grab on the way through. Nope. Said, Every single call. year you've got to go back up and get it, um, and you've got to do it all yourself. And I think the Browns are stuck a little bit in that zone of last year they had a good year, yep. but they didn't, they didn't win. There's an assumption that they're going to win. There's other people waiting to get to the top of the mountain. They got to get in line. I think they struggled this year. Um, I think, I think they need to be realistic next year. I would not be getting rid of the quarterback. I think it's too hard to find one at the moment. Um, I'd be building hard and, nah, man, and trying nah. to have, better, have a better year. No, nah, I'm going to go opposite on that. There is a ready-made player that can be your hero right now. He's going to look at it. Get he's going to look at getting out of Seattle and hundred percent take 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 Wilson, man, because. He could get the Browns over the line. I watched Russ last night, mate. He's a shadow of himself. Yeah, but he, that team is also a shadow. I think he checked out when he wanted to leave at the end of last year. I still think he has a mm. lot of good football winning, man. Mm, no, don't worry. If we if Rogers goes to um, to Bronx, Denver, we'll have uh, we'll we'll be having Russell anyway. So it's all good. Well, I tell you, what, that's a very good call because Russell Wilson. I still think that man can play. I think he's slightly checked out, to be honest, and I don't know anyone who could blame him. He's a Milwaukee native, isn't he? I don't know. I, I, Him and Kaepernick are both from Milwaukee, I'm pretty sure. Well, there you go. There's another reason for him to go there. Mm, I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think Colin will be getting a run. I don't know. But um, he wouldn't worry about the cold having come from Seattle. No, I don't think so. So, yeah. But uh, look. Can I do a kick, um, a, a kick cuddle, and collect? A kick, cuddle... <laughs> Keep, cuddle, and keep. Keep. What is it? Kick, keep, and cuddle. Yep. All right, I'm going to Pete. I'm going to go to Pete. All right, Pete, here you go. Evil Knievel. I don't know if you're old enough to know these. Christmas yep. toys. Evil Knievel, bike, uh, a BMX, or a football? Oh, 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 mate. Well, it depends on the type of football. If, if we go... If we're going retro... It's whatever it's, football you want. Whatever football oh, you want. Oh, it's a Mitre Ultimax. So I've got to keep that because that's a Premier League retro ball from the 90s. Oh, I've got to keep that. Um, then I am going to give a cuddle to Evil Knievel because that toy, oh, my days. The amount, like the hours of just scooting around and just enjoying jumping off tables, off chairs, off yep. family members' backs um, and whatnot. That is sensational, which means I'm getting rid of a BMX bike, which it sounds bonkers. Uh, wow. But 
to be blunt, I, I've not ridden a bike in about a year or so. I don't have a need for a bike, so I've got to say farewell to a bike. Can oh, I have that no. same? Can I have that same one? You know, I'm going to change yours slightly. Oh. You can have the BMX. You know, I've got um, a six million dollar man. Yep. Or a game of test match. Oh my god! Okay, has to be the BMX, and I, I've loved the stuff you've put up on your own um, social media. Has to be a BMX for me because it is how I got to do all my stuff: skateboard on my back, football with my backpack, cricket stuff, everything, riding tracks, um, building ramps, building BMX tracks. BMX, hundred percent number one. Um, never liked the six million dollar man, although it's a cool toy, so it can it can get kicked. And what was the other one? Hey, hey, hang on, so, hang on, so did you know that you can look through the back of his head? Oh yeah, and yeah, it I've will actually magnify virgin. what's coming out the other side. Yeah, I've watched 40 year old virgin. No problems. Yeah, okay. And what was the other one? Uh, test match. Oh, God, test match. Okay. So, not only is test match one of the greatest toys ever invested, I'm going to give it a cuddle. Not only is it one of the greatest toys ever made, but when I was in year seven and eight, we actually, I was in class with the same guys, so I'm still friends with them to this day, right? Mm-hmm. We had test match championships for two years. We had fixtures oh, yeah. worked out. We had our scoreboards, and we actually, um, yeah, we, we we actually crowned and put together money for a trophy. Um, so we would have that. We had that trophy for about two or three years. So, um, mate, I love that game. I think it's one of the most underrated games. Can I go a little bit sideways on this? Sure. To. There is a, I can't swear. There is a KFC ad. Right, that's out at the moment with, you know, they're oh, all celebrating. Don't, you don't bowl now, like that in test match? No! That's my What's point! What's going on? What is going on? <laughs> you don't put What's that in What's going on? Who's I'm with you. checking the commercials? It, uh, is it just my obsession with sport that I could not stop being angry and I'm turning around to people and they're all just looking at me like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, I said to, put- I actually said to Louise, no word of a lie, I said, is this KFC or is it called Clown City? And then, and then to, to, to really rub the salt in the wounds, the girl who's batting doesn't yeah. even hit the ball and she's jumping up and down like something good's happened. What's she had? It's ridiculous. But what they did have, Paul, though, it was cool. They have a scoreboard. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, the test match scoreboard that was available as an add-on extra at the toy shop, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. probably would have crawled over hot coals to get one of those. Yep. Yeah, oh, I, I won't disagree with you on that. They were mm. sensational. And guess what? What? Guess what? We had it. Oh, did we, you? Not me. Not me. You, you must have been rich. No, no. The boys, the group had it. So I don't oh, know. Oh, wow. Cool. It, but we actually had that. And it, that's up. Um, and I know we're going really, really sideways. That's up there with Skeletrix, the people mm. who had the lights. They had the grandstand oh, yeah. and the counter. The lap I counter. Had, I had oh, we're up to 75 laps. I, I had Skeletrix sets, and I still yeah. actually have one now, but I could never afford the lights, the counter, and the grandstand with fake people oh, in it. No. I wanted to send a special – the reason I put that up, um, I wanted to send a special shout-out to all of my wonderful relatives, especially in England when I was a kid who always made Christmas such a special time. And you know what? It was a great time to be a young boy, and those yeah. toys I put up, I wasn't doing it from a girl's perspective. It was purely and simply, man, I've got to get me some of this action and get up a Christmas day. 
nothing better than that. And I love Christmas. And I hope everyone has an awesome Christmas this year. Absolutely. Well, guys, um, I'll come out with one more loser than one more winner. I have to say loser for me is Djokovic, not because of his tennis, but I just think he's an arrogant, unfunny piece of crap. And um, his stance on not being um, vaccinated or whatever is up to him. That's not in question. But don't even try and come here and then have a sook when we're not letting you through. You can go and get stuffed, mate, because it's our rules. It's our country. We want to. We want to. How did he get through rules. last year, Paul? Shouldn't have. Shouldn't Didn't it? he win and last year? It's our year? fault. I don't even know because I, I barely follow it anymore with guys like that in. But do you, do be... you get where I'm? Do you get where I'm coming from there? Like, it, totally. it's also it's also upon our. Um, premiers and, and, and it's also upon our Australian Open organisers to, to hold strong in these things. I don't care what rank he is in the world. The rules are there for a reason. So anyway, he, he's one of my losers of the year. As a positive, I actually want to say our listeners, that all the guests that have been on the show this year, um, the people who have entered into all of our different discussions, I want to say Look, you've kept our fires burning. It's been a hard year for everyone. I hope we've given people a little bit of happiness listening to some of our things. Winches after our teams, lose, all those kind of things. Um, Pete, you're an absolute sensation. Your level of knowledge of the world game, I don't know many at all who've got better than you. Um, so I want to say yeah, thank yeah. you to you. And John, the fact that you and I are still mates when we strongly disagree on things says so much. Um, so I just want to say thank you to everyone. Just really quickly, David Hedgecox has put up for himself on our on our page. Champions of 2021, he's put Melbourne FC because of their drought-breaking 57-year, uh, uh, being a basket case for so long. He's also reiterated the Formula One with Verstappen being one of his highlights. Manchester United being decimated in front of their own fans twice by Man City and <laughs> Liverpool. And his low light is... Uh, the board sacking Solskjaer after Watford dismantled them. Um, yep. So thank you for all. Well, it's, that it's always good for well. it's always good for Man City to demolish people in front of other fans because that yes, means there'll be a crowd there. Yeah. Ha ha. Oh, okay. Hey, I've got a winner. One last winner. I, I just need to quickly say this one so I get it out. I want you to come in with a positive over the top. Jack Grealish coming to training on the piss and being sent home. Who is shocked about that one? <laughs> no, but the best one was it was the fact that it was like his little brother, Phil Foden, also turned up a bit sourced <laughs> up. And so it was just the two of them together turning oh. up to trading and going, oh, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, struggling a bit today. Yeah, yeah, struggling. Back oh. in the day, they just would have said, go over there. There's a couch going over lie down. Go exactly over lie down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I've only had one loser, and I don't want to—I don't want to mention her name because I, I want to be positive. But I've got a winner, and it's somebody who's just come back into full bloom for me in the last couple of months while I've been doing that jersey bracket. And I've got to say, I absolutely love Argentinian football players. I yep. love them more than just about anything else in world sport. And it's not all of them, because like an Ariel Ortega. And Pete, when you say that, it'll sound different. I can live or die. I can live without him anymore. But your Canegias, your Maradonas, but I've got to 
watching Gabriel Battistuta through the jersey challenge, I tried to change Fiorentina's team look. And every time I just yep. went back, I look at it. This was a man amongst men. It was a beautiful man, a strong man, a tough man, as an everything man. And I've officially got a man crush on Batty Gold again, which I had when in the in the nineties and two thousands. And um, I do pretty certainly lives in Western Australia, so he might be listening to us. So big shout out to the great man Batty Gold. Now, before Pete comes in with his final winner. Um, this this segues beautifully. I put up a poll this week. It it only had about seventy votes, but it was you can only choose one player to play for your team in their prime. Who do you take? Johan Cruyff, Maradona, Cristiano Ronaldo, or Messi? And seventy one percent of the votes, which is about fifty, went to Maradona and Messi. So that kind of reiterates the love of Argentinians for you there, but, uh, John. Well, you know we're exactly where I'd be voting on that, and I'd be having Batistuta too. Oh, I love it. Uh, Pete, you're a really positive light in the world. Um, I know you've been through some really tough times like many of us have, but you've continued to be a really positive person in my life. So I want you to end our 2021 podcasting with your positive note, mate. So fire away. Oh, mate. Well, I I think that I do want to celebrate a whole lot of awesome people who have done – great things but to be blunt i just have to do the fact that my final highlight of the year is the fact that we've been able to do this show on such a consistent basis and the fact that i've been able to engage and and learn so much from you guys so for instance john teaching me so much about nfl in such a short space of time and and teach me you know each week why the bills are great why the bills suck why the bills are (laughs) underperforming um and, and whatnot but you know just learning so much more about so many different sports and you guys are just constantly opening my eyes to different things which are going on in the world because in a way when you get so engrossed in a singular sport in a way in just football and futsal it, it seems that you kind of turn off to everything else that's going on but instead being on a show like this uh it, it forces you to actually look at everything else that's going on and, and it uh it's really, really positive and it becomes a, you know, a highlight of the week. And for anyone who has engaged with us, has joined in on discussions on Twitter, on Facebook, has, has tuned into the pod, man, I am eternally grateful. The fact that, you know, Paul, you, you keep driving this show week after week after week um, and, you know, eternally grateful for all that you do. John, mate, your jersey bracket this year was sensational fun. And I look forward to... Uh, seeing what happens in 2022 with the, the socks bracket, who has the best socks of uh, any sports or who it's has the gonna best It's going to be a stadiums. It's going to be a stadiums bracket. Stadiums bracket. Oh, oh yeah. Like we it. got the Cathedral of Milan. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll be the no. San my <laughs> Oh, what a stadium it is. So to be blunt, yeah. guys, and to wrap things off, Thank you very, very much for uh, for doing this show. Thank you very much for uh, for driving us every week, Paul, and for keeping us, you know, going. So thank you. Thanks, guys, and to everyone. As we've said already, we hope that your Christmas is a fantastic one. It's full of friends and family and food. Um, presents as you get older become a kind of secondary thing in my mind, or a third, or even fourth or fifth. So please be safe. Take the extra time to travel. Plan your travel. Um, don't drink and drive. We want you to be listening to our pod- 
podcast and watching as much sport as you can over the next few years. So um, that's it for the uh, Love Sport podcast for 2021. Thank you so much for joining us on the Love Sport podcast this year and for our Christmas special. It's been an absolute pleasure interacting with you. You can get us on the Love Sport podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can join our Love Sport uh, podcast group as well. So if you just want to you know, send an invite in, we'll certainly have you on there. We've really appreciated everything. For all our guests this season, thank you for coming on and making it sweeter. For my co-host, John and Pete, could not do this without you. To our listeners, please, in, you know, for 2022 and onwards, be part of the pod. If you want to come on, we're more than happy. This is an inclusive pod. It's not about us. This is, was, and always will be the Love Sport Podcast. Have a great, safe, and I hope really happy Christmas from all of us at the Love Sport Podcast.